between August 6th and August 10th of this year, there was widespread rioting, looting, and arson in several cities over in England. I'm sure most of you heard about it. You probably saw the horrible, frightening footage on the cable news networks. The people who were engaged in this activity were completely out of control. In fact, that's putting it mildly. They indiscriminately destroyed the private property of other people. They caused good citizens, law-abiding citizens, to fear for their safety, and even, in some cases, for their lives. The world was shocked. Although, according to the Prime Minister of England, David Cameron, the world, and that includes the people of Great Britain, should not have been shocked. They should not have been at all surprised. Listen now to a few of the things Prime Minister Cameron said to the citizens of his country in a speech that he gave a few days after the chaos had finally ended. He began by saying, it is time for our country to take stock. Last week, we saw some of the most sickening acts on our streets. Then a little later on, he got down to the nitty-gritty. He said, so as we begin the necessary process of inquiry, investigation, listening, and learning, let's be clear. These riots were not about race. The perpetrators and the victims were white, black, and Asian. These riots were not about government cuts. They were directed at high street stores, not parliament. And these riots were not about poverty. That insults the millions of people who, whatever the hardship, would never dream of making others suffer like this. No, this was about behavior. People showing indifference to right and wrong. People with a twisted moral code. People with a complete absence of self-restraint. Now I know as soon as I use words like behavior and morals, some people will say, what gives politicians the right to lecture us? Of course, we're not perfect. But politicians shying away from speaking the truth about behavior, about morality, this has actually helped to cause the social problems we see around us. In case you can't figure it out yet, I love this speech. We need to hear more of this. Pro-choice Catholic politicians in this country need to read this speech. We have been too unwilling, the Prime Minister said, for too long to talk about what is right and what is wrong. We have too often avoided saying what needs to be said about everything from marriage to welfare to common courtesy. After giving some reasons why this is the case, he added, in this risk-free ground of moral neutrality, there are no bad choices, just different lifestyles. People aren't the architects of their own problems. They are victims of circumstance. Live and let live becomes do what you please. 
Well, actually, what last week has shown is that this moral neutrality, this relativism, it's not going to cut it anymore. Now, that sounds a lot like Pope Benedict XVI, does it, does it not? He's always talking about the dangers of moral relativism, of thinking nothing is right and nothing is truly wrong, anything goes. He's warned the world many times about relativism and its consequences. This is yet another example, my brothers and sisters, of how the church is way ahead of the world. Now, that's not what we hear in our day-to-day -day lives out there, is it? We normally hear, oh, the church has got to get with it, church has got to get with the world. No, no. It's the exact opposite. The world needs to get with the church. Well, maybe that's finally happening to some extent, at least over in England. Praise God, if it is. Cameron continued, One of the biggest lessons of these riots is that we've got to talk honestly about behavior and then act, because bad behavior has literally arrived on people's doorsteps. And we can't shy away from the truth anymore. So this must be a wake-up call for our country. Social problems that have been festering for decades have exploded in our face. God bless Prime Minister David Cameron for making it clear to his people that we are all human beings who are endowed by God with the gift of free will. And as such, we have power the power to make moral decisions, moral decisions which have very definite consequences, good and bad. And they are consequences for us as individuals, consequences for our families that we love and care about so much, and consequences for our society. That's a message that the people in England and the entire Western world need to hear a lot more often than they do from their politicians and even from their clerics, because unfortunately, clerics sometimes have dropped the ball here as well. And of course, as Catholic Christians, we would add that our personal moral decisions also have eternal repercussions, not just temporal ones. What we do here on this earth, whether we know it or not, whether we are conscious of it or not, whether we care about it or not, what we do here on this earth will determine who we are, what we are, and where we are for all eternity. Now our Gospel readings at Mass for the last few weeks have reminded us of this truth. They have focused our attention on this truth. Notice that in today's parable, the wedding guests are all invited to the celebration. The celebration here is a metaphor for heaven. They are not compelled. They are not coerced. They are not forced or unduly pressured in any way. They are simply invited. Did you catch how many times a form of the word invite is used in this story. Lots of times. That's not coincidence. The king wants them there. It's very clear from the story. The king wants all of them there for his son's wedding. In other words, God wants all people to be saved. In fact, the king goes so far as to send messengers out to personally extend the invitation. 
Those messengers, incidentally, symbolize, in Old Testament times, the prophets, and in New Testament times, the representatives of the church, the pope, the bishops in union with him, etc. Well, as we heard, heard a few moments ago, unfortunately, many who get the invitation make the personal decision either to just tune it out, ignore it totally, or to attack the messengers, which, as we all know, still goes on. How many people attack the church and her teaching out there in the world? But you see, it's not enough to decide that you want to go to the feast. It's not enough to make the personal decision that you want to go to this banquet of the King's Son, Jesus. That's necessary, but not sufficient. You also have to make the decision, according to the parable, to dress properly for the occasion by putting on a wedding garment. Now, I suppose this part of the parable gets lost on a lot of people today because have you been to weddings lately? You see how people dress for weddings? Used to be a tie, jacket, your best, Sunday best. Now I see jeans with holes in them. You name it, it goes. So maybe they, those people won't understand, but hopefully we all understand the point here. In modern Catholic terms, that wedding garment is a symbol for being in the state of grace. It's a sign of the fact that the moral choices a person did make during his life were the right ones, preserving baptismal innocence. Or if they were the wrong ones, it implies that the person repented of those sins and was absolved of them before death. Now those in this last category are like the bad people in the parable who got invited at the end. That's an important detail of the story, incidentally. Thank God those bad people got invited. Means there's hope for everybody before their last breath. They changed and they put on wedding garments before they got to the celebration. With the exception, of course, of that one bad dude who thought that he could get away with it. So he came in in his dirty outfit. The king, as we heard a few moments ago, was not impressed. That didn't cut it with him. I think Prime Minister David Cameron would really like this parable because it contains an important message about personal responsibility and accountability, a message that far too many people in his country and in our country have ignored for several decades now. Let me close this morning by quoting a few more lines from his speech, because it's so good. You don't hear this too often. This is great stuff. They illustrate this very point I've been making. Cameron said, Just as people last week wanted criminals robustly confronted on our streets, so they want to see these social problems taken on and defeated. Our security fight back must be matched by a social fight back. We must fight back against the attitudes and the assumptions that have brought part of our society to this shocking state. We know what's gone wrong. He's right. We know what's gone wrong. The question is, do we have the determination to put it right?
do we have the determination to confront the slow-motion moral collapse that has taken place in parts of our country these past few generations? Irresponsibility, selfishness, behaving as if your choices have no consequences, children without fathers, schools without discipline, reward without effort, crime without punishment, rights without responsibilities, communities without control, some of the worst aspects of human nature tolerated, indulged, sometimes even incentivized by a state and its agencies that in parts have become literally demoralized. So, do we have the determination to confront all this and turn it around? I have the very strong sense that the responsible majority of people in this country not only have that determination, they are crying out for their government to act upon it. Of course, I should close with this thought. It's a mistake to think that government alone can change these things. That's a big mistake, Mr. Prime Minister. Hopefully you realize that. The change, yeah, government can help. But the change really must begin with us. With each of us, individually, examining our lives, converting our hearts, and making the sincere effort to change for the better. And not just doing that once in a while, doing that every single day. Now, do the people of England have the determination to do that? I don't know. I pray sincerely that they do. And on this Columbus Day weekend, I pray that we here in the United States do as well.